If anyone is curious about the integrity of athletic panties, I will direct you to episode 163. Of- what? Can't get you out of my... <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> please, Do what I please. I don't remember the lyrics to that song. Yeah, I think they're uh, the Tasty Freeze. <laughs> okay. I think we need to start a Greg Bagney sock archive vlog and capture all of these wonderful I, designs. Welcome to 9000, episode 164, live from the Pennsylvania Auto Show. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Sponsored by your friends at Motor Trend. Uh, we are in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Motor Trend Magazine. Motor Trend Magazine. Uh, it's all about trends, of course, because this is 9,000, your podcast from the future. What is trendier than the future, Mark? Because what is a trend but a projection of what we think is going to happen? Mark, what do you think is going to happen here in Harrisburg? I would say the mask uh, ratio here is about uh, 7 to 1. 7 masked to every one not masked for various reasons. Maybe sucking down an orange Julius. I don't know, Mark. <laughs> you tell me. Sucking down on Julius. What is this behind bowl? the shady tree? Ooh, Jack and Diane. Bobby Jim dribble them slacks. Says, "Do what you please." That was almost correct. Jack said, "Diane, we're gonna run off to oh, the city." Sneak out behind the shady tree. Uh, I already said that part. Oh. Did you say do what I please? Do what I please. That's a little creepy. That's uh, ripe fruit for cancel culture. You can't oh, just do what you please, canceled, John Mellencamp. <laughs> you cannot just do what you please. They came, came for Dr. Seuss. Okay. And I said enough is enough. Motor trend. And I said it quite gruff. <laughs> I peeked out. Through my K95 mask where speaking is tough. I'm a mask wearer, even though... It's very thick. You got you. You were inspired by my KN95 masks. I see. You, you got now you're wearing out. a jock strap. This is one of my athletic panty masks. <laughs> God, it's from Costco. Uh, the athletic panties. I that is a callback. We need to leave in the back. All right. And not call. If anyone is curious about the integrity of athletic panties, I will direct you to episode 163 of 9000, your podcast from the future. 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 Josh likes a durable fabric that reminds him of a durable organ. Not really. Oh, well, yeah. It does remind me of the pinnacle in durability. Vagine. (laughs) So saith Sasha Baron Cohen, winner of the Borat Golden Globe. He won two Golden Globes, I believe. Did you? I, uh... Drink, drink some more Orange Julius there. I don't want to have an off-putting sound effect. Yeah. The, um, so I did watch the Borat movie. Did you? I was not impressed. With the new one? The new the, installment? Yeah, I mean, come have on. Have you seen the original? The, I, the original, I remember thinking, was funny and provocative. I remember almost peeing my pants in a movie theater. Absolutely. But then it's sort of like, we don't need to do it again. Bad idea to do it again. Is it? I, mean, I, I think so. I but only it, watched about half of it, and it, it was a, it wasn't that I was like the, fir- the new one. Yeah, I wasn't like bored or disgusted. I was just tired. Yeah, it's just and not. Then I never got around to it. I wanted to see Rudy Giuliani no, look like on. an ass hat, but you can do that a hundred different ways, seven, eight times a week. Yeah, so. you don't need to watch. But my point being that I've wanted to also watch the movie he was in. Did he win a Golden Globe for that? Which movie is that? The Chicago Seven trial thing. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Did he win both for Borat? Well, whatever. I don't. This is neither here nor there. This is a motor show, Josh. Why am I peeking out? Because you're freaking out. Well, I should be allowed to emote. That is actually an important point. My point. A podcast uh, dictum: freaking out equals peeking out. Nice. Tattoo it on your lower lower back. back. (laughs) um, (laughs) Freaking out equals peeking out. That that's what you want to be looking at. The 
my point in is... In Old English, across my lower back? Yes, in a nice old-timey font. Old uh, English. That's old with an E at yep. the end. You were speaking of it as a font, not a... A malt liquor? Style of speaking? Well, the or font... Or a language? The font ha- is O-L-D-E, as is the malt liquor, Mark. My point is that I saw him last night on Jimmy Kimmel's program. Oh, I read about that. It was hilarious. Hilarity ensued. I mean, he brought it, man. He said, "I'm just br- this. I'm doing a whole skit for this." He didn't oh, quite he didn't an actually appearance. say that. He just did it. No, he just performed it. He didn't say, "Jimmy, before we begin, I am going to do a whole skit." One so of let the me ruin one of the, the surprise. One of the best late night appearances in the history of late night appearances. And this was a physical in studio appearance. No, no, it was a Zoom. Oh my gosh! But he crushed it. He he. He was the straight-laced, uh, holier-than-thou actor talking about his award-winning performances. And in the whole meantime, he was performing a background skit where he was selling vaccines to celebrities. Yeah. And then he went on the run, and there was, like, filmed footage of him on his iPhone, like, running outside. He'd clearly, like, come up with a thing. Anyway. Hey, only a mind. I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I... I can't do Colbert. Too smarmy. Too, yeah, I agree. Too weird. And Fallon is too, too, too lighthearted. Too pleased with himself, Colbert. Good old Kimmel out of nowhere. Who'd have thunk it? Jimmy Kimmel. Episode 164. Why don't you go give him a high five? He is here in Harrisburg, PA. Mm-hmm. With Guillermo, they're filming. He's a hot rodder. He is a hot rodder. He likes a good old American car. Sedan. Sedan. He is kind of, I think he's a minivan guy these days. You think so? I'd love to have a minivan. I'll bet he's a minivan guy, but he's also got a sports car in the garage he takes out on the weekends. Don't you think? Probably, Mark. This is a good question for the Google. Also, let's let's do some motor trending, Mark. What is the motor trend uh, SUV for 2021? Well, the obvious choice is electric, electric and hybrid, but you know that that's a bunch of horse shit. Is it now? Oh, you need horse power not horse shit not horse shit 2022 is next year 2021 motor trend show of the year harrisburg pennsylvania trend this mask is not sealed i'm fogging up my glasses you're having a lot of issues with that mask it's hooking on your stubble so every time you freak out and peek out your nose also peeks out what do you think about that Sorry, we can't all have an athletic panty face. (laughs) That's what I was going to say, athletic panty, but I said not to. I have stubble, too, and it's actually pulling on these panties. Uh, That's what... Oh, look at this. That's what Motor Trend said? Yeah, we got... Looks like we got a big SUV somewhere. Looks like we got some sedans, some minivans. I don't know. Yeah, you clearly don't. I don't know. All right, Josh, should we... I don't have any Motor Trends. I uh, barely get in a car these days. I resent it every time I do. I'm not a car fan. I wish we didn't have cars. You wish we didn't have cars? Absolutely. What would you prefer? Uh, would you prefer a horse and carriage, Mark? Because We don't need to be getting around everywhere all the time. This is going to blow your mind, but guess what event is happening concurrently here in Harrisburg right now? The 4G Greg Bagney Bikeathon. The Pennsylvania Horse World Expo 2021. I tricked you. We're not at Automotive Fest 2021 in Harrisburg. We are actually at Pennsylvania Horse World. And you didn't figure it out. I mean, we're surrounded by horses, Mark. What were you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm rattled. Are your glasses days. that fogged? <laughs> yep. I Sponsored have been, I have... by Zomegas. Zomegas? You don't know about Zomegas? Oh, is that the equine supplement brand that keeps your horse young, fit, and vibrant? It's omega-3 capsules. Uh, Did I not just say that? Hey, you did. It's from our fish friends from the sea. Um, They break down in the digestive system, eliminating any funny smells. So I don't know if that's... No more fish burps. I don't think these are for horses. Interesting that ex-omegas would choose to sponsor a... I think they must be for horses. Horse shit. Well, it, but there's all these comments saying no fishy burps. Do you think horses can type with hooves? Do you think horses are able to report no fishy did you, burps? Did I just have a stroke or did you just say horses can entike with hooves? Type with hooves. Oh, type. 
Type on keyboards okay. with hooves. Can horses leave messages on message boards with their hooves? It would in in the year twenty thirty. Yes. Now, no. Interesting. So you see an evolutionary trend wherein horses, the decline of the fingers. human animal, the rise of all the rest, the man animal. Remember, this is my mask hitting my mic. Can you hear that? Is that coming through? It really is. More than I'd like. Oh, I just can't get you out of my head. Can't get you out of my head. Stay Speaking tuned. Of, stay tuned. Go ahead. You have. Although, will it come out before this? I think we'll drop this immediately. Oh, then you all need to stay tuned for oh, a hot new property <laughs> from the boys at Natch. You might remember a very popular miniseries we produced uh, called Book Buddies. Where the boys from Natch read a book. Book uh, and buddies. And you came along with us. And we chose uh, Please Kill Me, the oral history of the punk rock movement. Yeah, you with might. Legs re- McNeil, who made his own appearance in the final, ultimate, penultimate, ultimate episode. A cantankerous phone interview. Well, the Buddies series is back. Buddy. And these buddies, you should join the boys from Natch and watch a BBC docuseries. Like no other. Oh, quite an evocative piece of work. By Adam Curtis. Can't get you out of my... <laughs> Sorghum throat. Can't get you out of my mind either. Hey, Join us. Can't get you out of head or mind? Uh, I think it's mind. Mark, I have some bad news. Can't get you out of my head. God damn it. You're... It's head? Yes. Can't get you out of my head. Isn't this isn't the show Can't Get You Out of My Mind? The show is named for the song. Is named for the show. Can't get you out of my head, Josh. Like I said, check the tape. I am checking it right now. Mark, I've got some breaking news. This is going to break your heart. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to affect our lives, it is with regret that we announce the cancellation of Horse World Expo 2021. <laughs> This action is taken as a result of ongoing occupancy restrictions to uh, Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex building. So I am sorry. Everyone needs to pack it up and leave. We're going to stick around, though. And, and It was fun while it lasted. We all got our free samples of Exomega fish. <laughs> there we go. Everybody clopped their way home. But we will, we, we will persevere, mask up, and finish episode 164 for you. We're going to go take it out by the, back behind the barn. Do what we please. <laughs> I'm going to dribble off them Bobby Book slacks. <laughs> oh, is it behind the Tasty Freeze? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> tasty Freeze. Do what I please. I don't remember the lyrics to that song. Yeah, I think they're uh, behind the Tasty Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Uh-oh. Oh, that was good. Someone <laughs> took a few too many horse tranquilizers pre-show. <laughs> Is falling apart. Bobby. <laughs> what is it? It's clearly not Bobby Brown slacks. Oh boy, are you looking up the lyrics? Tasty freeze. Oh, I'm gonna look up the lyrics. Jack and Diane. Okay, everybody, stick with us. Stick with us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again on March 3rd through 6th, okay, 2022. Sucking on a chili dog <laughs> outside the tasty freeze. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap got his hand between her knees. Oh, okay. Jackie says, with Hey, Diane, let's run off behind a shady tree. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Oh, no slacks. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Let me do what I please. What's a Bobby Brook? I don't know. Bobby Brook. Did they say slacks? I think you're just picturing slacks. <laughs> why, would, why would she be wearing snacks, slacks? You, when you were in high school, you had a thing for girls and slacks. You better. Who didn't? He was a slack guy. Ugh. What were Bobby Brooks? Uh, you know, that was a leader in the production of Women's Apparel, established by Maurice Saltzman and Max Ryder as Rit- Rightmore, Ritmore Sportswear, Inc. in the loft of the Bradley Building. In 1953, Saltzman bought out uh, Ryder's share of the company for $1 million, and the firm became Bobby Brooks, Inc. Bobby Brooks. 
you can still get Bobby Brooks. <laughs> Right here for 90% off. Here at Horse Expo 2029. Yep. Uh, Mark, they have some beautiful floral print leggings. These are a mere $10.99. Oh, that's an affordable price. Yep. Uh, If you don't consider the ethical cost of a six-year-old in Bangladesh making them for you. I try, but... This is uh, the With website. Every step I take and every move I make. Threadup, son. Uh-huh. .com. Threadup.com. Uh, a barn burner of a sale on Bobby Brooks gear. What does that say? A t shirt that says Varsity 1999. Hot. Yep. Oh, th- th- these slacks are actually called the Behind the Tasty Freeze chinos. <laughs> they are? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, why not? Let's do it. Mark, I am... Let's build a whole apparel line off the Jack and Diane song of John Cougar. Well, is... Uh, is I'm sure there's more in here. We could... Can we get a meeting with Saltzman? Let's see what else we got here. We got chili dogs. We got sucking on chili dogs. Visceral. <sighs> I, I always remember being a bit perturbed by that lyric, just sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, it's all that that one verse. You got sucking on the chili dog. You're sitting on the lap, hand between the knees. You dribble off them slacks and do what I please. That's a lot going on. Yeah, that is a lot of like slobbery, weird, fluidy. It's a lot of adolescent. It's a lot of fluids. It's a lot of uh, chili. Oh, chili. Well, I don't know. I just don't. Ooh. It's a confluence of strange uh, fluids mingling behind the uh, John Cougar shady trees. Do you think John Cougar is a Trump fan? I don't know. I I've, can't told decide. You my, I've told you my story about when I interviewed... I feel like he might have a liberal soul, though. I think so. He's like a blue-collar guy. But a, but a conservative... But is he a Biden blue-collar guy, or yeah. is he like a don't-tax-my-millions... Let's see. If I go to Tim John Allen, Cougar... Tim Allen-type Trumper. New studio his, LP coming out soon. The Good Samaritan tour. Well, he's a Good Samaritan. Well, that's that's promising. A new documentary to be narrated by somebody. I'm just looking for a headline, like. Well, Mark, I can tell you, uh, Teddy Mellencamp. Who is that? He, he the daughter of John Teddy T T E D D I, named after the women's uh, undergarment. I'm sure the. I mean, it seems like the kind of guy who wants to do what he pleases would name his daughter oh, not after with his Teddy. Look, here she is hiking in gray sweatshirt and purple leggings. Oh, well. Bobby Brooks leggings. Let's. Josh, you like a good. Oh, well. There she is. Masked up. That's a good sign. Way to go, Teddy. Good job, Teddy. Teddy Mellencamp. Oh, she stepped out in black trainers and had a support brace around the ankle of her right foot. Oh. Why am I reading this? Why get, is this on the internet? Get well soon, Teddy. Oh, boy, this is the... The dregs of the internet. What website are you on? Dailymail.co.uk <laughs> They're that bored in the UK? They're reporting on the... I guess she's she's a paparazzi-worth person. Okay. She's a mom of three. Wait a minute. Why is that a huge surprise? Is it because birth rates are plummeting worldwide, Mark? What is this? What is happening? Is there a chance, Mark, that we have some news we should get to? (laughs) Quickly, because I'm in a Teddy Mellencamp vortex. Hole. Click hole. You got to take... Would you adjust the metal strap on your mask? Clamp it to your nose. Oh, Josh, she has confirmed her exit from the Bravo reality series this September. Which one is it? I don't know. Some sort of reality series. Oh, well. Is it like a Real Housewives thing? I think it is. Anyway, we're moving on. We clearly don't know enough about Teddy Mellencamp to be conversant on this topic. Josh, episode 164, Goldmine Mess, Dribble Off Them, Bobby Brooks Slacks. Let's get to the news. Let's do it. To the D. Excuse me? You heard me? Well, I did, but I'm still waiting for the follow-up. Josh, House Resolution aims to recognize vitamin D's benefits for COVID-19. Ow! <clears throat> you know it. You know it. 
Sunshine, baby. Uh, Wait, now, wasn't the Fouch dog? He was The Fouch was a big vouch for D back in the which D. Which one of the few natural quasi-medicines that the Fouch would even let... That's a, a Fouch-approved supplement. That is a, that's going well, down. Go that if you were to open up the Fouch Pretty pouch... Close, though. If you opened up the Fouch pouch, you would find some digesting vitamin D caplets. I believe he's probably on the D. He is on the D. Who isn't? Deep in the Fouch pouch. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> uh, we have, first, we had 120 international health, science, and medical experts send an open letter to world governments stating that there's clear evidence that vitamin D reduces COVID-19 infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. And, and now... Oh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a.k.a. Fauci Pouch, America's leading infectious disease expert, has also endorsed taking vitamin D for his immune system health and function, Josh. And now it's going up before the fucking House of Representatives. What, they're going to officially say yes, vitamin D is uh, a COVID killer? Calls for the CDC, FDA, and NIH to study the connection through government mandate. Vitamin D. Can't get you out of my Fouch pouch. Uh, well, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> you know what that means. No. I forget, but... Oh, I know what it means. I have a burning question for the Fouch. Uh, Ohm, turkey tail mushroom supplement, no, yeah, he's still gonna... making its way into my coffee every day. When's that going before the house? It's not. When are we getting the fun guy up in front of those fun guys and gals in the House of Representatives, Mark? I saw Paul, good old Paul Stamets is on the on the uh, media scene. Aren't I actually emailed him recently for an article. Oh, of course you did. He didn't get back to me. Oh, well, that's not a surprise. Okay. Well, wait, who's Paul? Paul. He the, sells a lot of oh, supplements. I thought you were talking about the guitarist from Kiss. That's Paul Stanley. My mistake. Why is this pulling on me? It is sort of a... It's a beard issue. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, Stamets with his mushroom supplements. The mushroom magician. The guy who brought it... Whatever. <clears throat> Why did I bring that up? I don't know. You tried to email him. Josh. And he was like, who is Mark Brush? To the paper bottles. What? The this paper... is the next story. Coca-Cola... Wait, we're abandoning? Yeah, I'm done mushroom? with your turkey tail. Nobody knows. Whoa, easy. Have you watched Fantastic Fungi yet? I know the rest of us have. No, I haven't. The documentary about the power of the f fungal world? <laughs> Jeez, man, you gotta watch that shit, dude. I've been reading my book, The Overstory, all about the fungal world. All right, well, I guess that counts. Yeah, it's a deeper... Okay, so you're reading a book about the fungal world. I bring up fungus, and you just can't wait to move on. That's interesting to me, Mark. I'm trying to move on. All right, move on. Coke and paper cans. <laughs> Why do you have blue hair right now? <laughs> you just noticed. Yeah, I did just notice. Oh, well, because uh, my wife is an artiste. She had the hankering to paint some hair. I had some bleach blonde hair. And so she painted it. It's a captivating tale. The, the story in a nutshell. I'll tell you something about fashion shades, Mark. If you want to liven up a Zoom call in a hurry, booyah, fashion shades. Fashion shades being code for paint your hair color? Yeah, bro. Paint your hair uh, a primary color, something out of the rainbow. Okay. You have instantly not only livened up the Zoom call, you've disarmed everyone and you are in control. Should, should you wish to assume control? Until you open your mouth and everyone realizes... That you should have been in control all along? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. If it's you on the call, then that's what's happening. Right. <laughs> Coca-Cola Company trials first paper bottle. First <laughs> <laughs> paper bottle. Uh, Josh. God, what is with the mask? Coca-Cola. What is wrong with it? Is it too small? I think it's too small. I don't know. It's like amplifying every stream. <laughs> no, it looks like a beak. <laughs> you look like Andy Reid. Coca-Cola is to test a paper bottle as part of a longer-term bid to eliminate plastic from its packaging. I have a better idea. They have a stage. Eliminate your garbage liquid. Ooh, ouch. Ow! 
Cut right to the heart. Yep. Coca-Cola has set a goal of producing zero waste by 2030. Okay. Paper bottle, Josh. If we, I mean, you could get semantic about that and say, well, if you're eliminated, if it's zero waste, then again, stop producing your garbage juice because that is waste. It's turning humans into waste. Man. Ouch. Ooh. That's my think take. (laughs) Your think take? (laughs) My think tank is all, I don't know what it is. Moving on. Moving on. Or I mean, is there more to that story? Well, I don't mean it. It's, oh, it's a prototype from a Danish company, extra strong paper shell, but it still contains a thin plastic liner. That makes it impossible to recycle. The goal is to create a 100% recyclable plastic-free bottle capable of preventing gas escaping from carbonated drinks. It must also ensure no fiber flakes off into the liquid. Josh, they are cracking the code on the paper bottle. Yeah, you really need to make sure quality control is job one on that garbage liquid. But, oh my but we're not there yet. Well, maybe you do. Hmm? They need to be uh, seven years of lab work. They're hosting a trial in Hungary. Yep, that's a good place to start. My advice, Coke, just pack it up. Quit making your garbage liquid. Pass that tech on to the good people at Zevia. <laughs> yeah, this is enough for this. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know what to say about this story. Oh, Yeah. That's a that's a long story right there. Yeah, I didn't read it. Oh shit. I read it a long time ago. <laughs> read the headline. Let's jog the memory. Well, it does come to us from High Snobiety, one of your favorite outlets. All right. Just to just to pepper a little backstory here, Mark. High Snobiety. Uh-huh. A sneakerhead uh like street fashion uh online magazine. They've been around for decades now, I think. They had a an upscale kind of like men's fashion site for a while called Selectism. Oh yes. To which I was a valued contributor. I was bringing them all sorts of insights and tips and tricks, and I was very into the exaggerated uh, silhouette of the drop crotch. Oh boy! This was a, another lifetime, perhaps, Mark. But high snobiety, uh, not really something I would look at that often because I don't care that much about sneaker culture but in the wake of covid and uh black lives matter and all the change and upheaval we're experiencing they've i will say they've risen to the challenge they are quite a bit more political Hmm. they cover a lot of news that you you know might not really even consider this piece was is written i believe by someone who works in the garment industry uh in the capacity of like trying to uh, recycle and reuse uh, thrown away cast off clothing, but it's all about what a sham that whole system is and how the people who are enlisted to help gather and recycle these materials are not paid well are meant are subjected to of course, like inhumane work conditions, all that kind of stuff all so that these fashion you know these companies can like pretend like they're doing good kind of like coke hey we're making a paper bottle what great that doesn't make up for the fact that you're killing everyone with your garbage juice so it's read a little bit of it just pick a paragraph. this is not your gold mine this is our mess 17 okay nope that's okay that's what it's called nope yeah that's the this is not your gold mine this is our mess then there was something else. Oh, okay. Liz Ricketts, a fashion educator, designer, researcher, and director of the O.O.R. Foundation. Letter first. This letter? Oh, is it a whole letter? letter, yeah. To your fashion industry. Let's talk about waste. Let's do it. Read on. We are on the verge of a waste revolution, a revolution of waste technology and of systems driven by a revolution in the way we think about waste. I think all those things are true. <laughs> Some people and organizations call this revolution the circular economy. Others prefer the language of regenerative systems. Whatever model or lexicon we choose, waste is quickly moving from out of sight, out of mind, to the center of design, business, media, and education. But it's not all so rosy, is it, Mark? The OA has moved... The OA? The OA has moved from a myth to the marketplace, which is to say that waste is no longer waste, but instead has been reimagined as a resource, an asset, a nutrient, and an opportunity. 
Corporate marketing campaigns claim that waste is now beautiful and that waste is no longer a problem. Rather, it is the solution. I've heard people talk about waste as a trend to design into. Uh-huh. And other people call circularity the waste-to-gold revolution. With so much of the fashion industry... When so much of the fashion industry runs on a business model that extracts finite resources to produce an infinite amount of stuff, any conversation about recycling waste feels like progress. If we could just turn that stuff back into resources, then everything would be fine, right? It's not so simple. It's not, Mark. Waste and greed are two sides of the same destructive path. Dude, totally. This means that waste cannot be revolutionized without a greater reckoning and reconciliation. And I don't see much reckoning. What I see is a mass depolitization of waste. Yeah, see, this is this is an open letter, Mark. Good for her. You're, you're not intrigued. <laughs> you want me to keep going? I don't know. It's pretty long. Oh, then you got to get to Contamanto. But I think I... I the market in... Well, they tell this horrible story about this woman, Accra. this lady who's like her, one of her jobs is to like haul these huge piles of these discarded crap clothes from Old Navy or whatever. Mm. And, you know, there, there's no child care available to her. So she's got her, things are quieting down here. People are finally filing out of Horse Expo 2022, 21. Um, so she's hauling all this, like a huge heavy load of this, uh, of, uh, old Navy underwear or whatever, but she has her child on her back. And as she's going up a flight of stairs, she crumples under the weight of it, falls oh. down the stairs, lands on her child, oh. mortally injuring that child. And that's just one casualty of many in this cruel, twisted well, loop. But tell me what, there's such evocative imagery in this story. What are what is the art fashion angle with all of these pictures? I don't know. They're just really cool. I think it's it's people. There must be some fashion well, collective. Well, in the, I think it's attached to the organization she works for. There's something going on. Yeah, I should have done. Well, I, I mean, God. I read this. I read this whole article actually. It was, but it was. See, they're clearly doing something of an artistic nature. They're making a statement. Yeah, but I think okay. Well, anyway, we'll crush this one. <laughs> I think we did okay. But I. But I. What's interesting though is. High somebody is willing to take a stand. You know, they'll, they'll publish provocative things like this, but then they also do like sponsored content with Uniqlo. So it's two sides of the coin again, Mark. It's this Buddhist thinking. There's no escaping it unless you. Well, I'll save that for the next podcast. But look at you! You've got a prana top on. Uh-huh. That's built to last. You're going to be wearing that when you're in your seventies. I can tell. I have a. <coughs> oh my God! What is that uh, striped T-shirt there? That's got to be um, Old Navy. You shop at Old Navy? <laughs> Probably. This. Probably. Know. What do you? You don't know? I don't shop anywhere, dude. Does Jenny just bring home clothes for you? Mm, no, but I, years ago. Wait, how do you acquire clothes? How did you get that shirt? I want to know. Where'd that shirt come from? I don't remember where I got this shirt. That's why. It's so old. It's that your old. Mom, did your mom buy it for I you? I got these socks from Greg Bagney. Oh, I love my Bagney socks. I wear those socks. I have basically, oh, I have three pair, but there's two pair that I wear. I mean, unfortunately, we have to do a lot of laundry. I don't know if it's like that in your house. Like, there's just always laundry to be done. Yep. But it's okay. I'm always washing my Bagney socks and I'm constantly wearing them. And much like the T of the same name, I call them the constant comment socks, Mark, because I cannot wear them outside without people saying how much they love those socks. Thank you, Greg Bagney. Go to, is it, those? He, he was selling them somewhere, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he just gives them out as, I did talk to Greg recently and he said, how's he doing? Oh, there's another pair. He's got so many pairs. What? You holding out on his g Well, here's a picture. Alien socks invade Utah. Oh, I haven't saw that. A little baby alien with a little baby butt. And a different color. That's a different. Wait, is that Greg? <laughs> yeah, that's Greg. Oh, man. Too bad we already selected our show image. What's the headline under that? It says, here's who's who in impact investing. Oh, the socks are just kind of a it's footnote just, in the him, photo. It's his statement of, remember me when you need to raise money. But I know, but Greg Bagney, he is brilliant. He knows that, like, the sock is the way. It's, like, understated. It's an understated way to make a big statement. The sock is where it's at. You show a flash of sock, 
of intriguing sock. People cannot resist. People remember uh, Boulder Quest. <laughs> yeah. What was the most talked about thing at Boulder Quest? Some damn socks I had on. They weren't even that special. What are you doing? I'm wearing that pair. I know. I think we need to start a Greg Bagney sock archive vlog and capture all of these wonderful I, designs. I think there should be a new Instagram account, the Greg Bagney Sock Appreciation Society. Or maybe that's just a hashtag within the N9000 Instagram empire. Oh, that'd be smarter. Mark, do Alien you, are you constantly socks. being uh, queried about those socks when you wear them out and about? Probably not, because you don't, you're not... I'm not out and about. You're not ribald enough to roll up your pants and show them off. I'm not just willy-nilly living life out in the world. What I are you talking about? You told you go to that workspace. No one notices your socks at the workspace. Uh, no, nobody. We're all heads down working. Oh please! No, there's no sock talk. There is so little work happening there. <laughs> it's a bunch of people escaping their kids to play solitaire yeah. on their computers. Well, that might be true, but it's that doesn't mean it's social. Wow, it sounds like a really fun place to go work. It's You're not really selling it, Mark. People of a certain age and responsibility, you have a full life. You need to get some stuff done. That's the point of the co-work space. We're not 20-somethings willy-nilly. You know what? Swapping you know what? chili dogs. <laughs> I wonder when we're going to see the uh, rise of the uh, kind of like an away-from-home, like, fap zone. Oh. Because I think, you know, that's that's suffering for a lot of people. Uh, isn't that called the restroom? I guess, but the opportunities to fap are fewer and far between these days. Everyone's home. You can't get a good fap in. It's a, a peek inside the mind of Josh no, Tyson. No one likes a distracted fap. Uh-huh. A co-work slash fap space. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, it just needs to be cleaned, you know. <laughs> After each visit. Just creates another job. Josh, it's time for the interlude. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, this is a good one. It's, uh, what's his name? Paul Leary, I think. Yeah, Paul Leary, uh, one of the members of the Butthole Surfers. Paul Remember them? Leary. Uh, he's got a new solo record out. This might be the title track. Um, fitting song. For 2021, I think. Um, called? This song is called, Mark, since you asked, I'm here to tell you this song is called Born Stupid. <laughs>
9000, episode 163. 164. Goldmine mess. 164. Um, it seems like ancient history now, Mark, but let's cast our minds back to In the Face Victor. Oh, God. And, oh, the Victor in our uh, prop bet Super Bowl ch- was Red Twist. Sharing the Victor's chair was me. The the only one on that podcast that's true who who picked correctly that the Bucks were going to win. That's true. You were so sure. God, the Chiefs were so flat. It was. It got. It was downright sad towards the end. It must. Don't, do you think it was the Andy Reid's son coach that, wreck? I I feel it like just that, sort of punctured the balloon. I think it did. That's like a deep, dark, melancholic thing. That girl woke out of... She came out of her coma, but she's going to permanent brain damage. Ooh. That's fucked. And I, have, I haven't kept, kept up on that story. And what's haven't. his deal? He got... They're going to throw the book at him. He was drunk? Well, I mean, they haven't totally determined yet, but I think... So here, I wanted you to try on this Bucks hat. Why? As punishment for oh, making such God. a shit pick. Fucking Bucks. God, I hate Tom Brady. I don't know why. Yeah, I gotta take the take the headphones off. Let's see how it fits. Can't hear you. Well, I guess me. if you talk, I can hear you actually out loud. Can I bend the brim? Sure. Oh, it's very tight. Oh, okay. Is that a kid's hat? Yeah, Ari outgrew it, but I thought it might fit you. <laughs> <laughs> I could cram it on there. <laughs> Good look. Oh, here, I'll take a picture. Yeah, I know you want it for Instagram. Hold on. Just open my photo booth. No, no, I got it. Well, do you want? I could do a live story. <laughs> Good. Who wants a live story? Nobody wants a live story. People watch our stories like six or seven times. You'd be surprised, Mark. Six or seven people watch a live story. Six or seven people. All right, so you don't want me to take a photo here? Well, you could take a photo too, Mark. Yeah. There's, there's no reason not to. That's the goods right there. There we go. Now I can hear again. What are we up to? What's going on? Mark, uh, are we to the point in the show where we're talking about declining fertility rates that's the next story this hat is way too small yeah you can take it off it hurts i know you gave me a headache sorry it hurts like uh watching the chiefs play in the super bowl that was painful and you didn't like the halftime show either i thought it was pretty flat personally it was all right what do you expect that dude can't dance he's not like an amazing dancer no yeah i wouldn't even say he's a passable dancer Ooh, ouch josh i said it out loud Sure did with the weekend. The what? The weekend. Oh yes, the weekend. Annie's promises to remove a chemical from its mac and cheese that's linked to infertility, cancer, and learning difficulties. This story comes to me from Josh Tyson, right on the heels of another story with the headline: "Falling sperm counts threaten human survival." Expert warns because Josh is worried about his goods. I'm not. I shut off that faucet long ago. Oh, that's right. You did. Snip, snip. Yeah. No, I didn't. Best choice I ever made. I, I, I plan to have more kids in my 70s. I'll bet you do. <laughs> You're like Mick Jagger. I'm just, when I hit 70, I'm just going to just spread some seed. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't do it like that. You're hitting people in the face. <laughs> I'll be doing it in a fap room at a co-work space. <laughs> Well, I think by the time you're 70, the, the co-fapping space will be a huge industry. People's attitudes towards fapping will have changed quite a bit. Fapping will be all that's all that's left. It'll be the last vestige. Isn't part of the whole proud bo- or part of the whole thing the no fap move? The I incel. I don't give a shit about that. Oh. Don't link f- masturbation to those fools. Come on. It's a no fap thing. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. also like what? Eat your or name your three favorite sugary cereals. I mean, grow up. <laughs> I don't know that one. Something like that. It's like part of the initiation thing. You have to like let someone punch you in the face while you're talking about cereal or some <laughs> crap. Of course. 
I mean, this is what happens when you get <laughs> these fringe <laughs> movements founded by dipshits who used to write for Vice. <laughs> Name your three favorite sugary cereals, and I'm going to punch you in the face. Something like that. What is that? <sighs> okay, Josh, the brand, Annie's. You know them, you love them. Do you know that they're part of General Mills? Yes, you do. They made an announcement. We talked about that on episode 163. Nearly four years after a study linked phthalates to boxed mac and cheese. Four years? I didn't notice that. That took a while. It did. Website, Andy's website says it will work with suppliers to phase out the chemical from its products. Phthalates are known to impact fertility and increase the risks of birth defects and learning disabilities. They fabled boxed mac and cheese. That's a problem. I mean, full of killers. Mac and cheese is like a staple of childhood and in a cruel twist linked to the eradication of babies. Oh, Josh, what an ironic twist of modern fate. Not even our insider knew about these phthalates, did he? Of course I knew about the phthalates. Blind to the phthalates. No. I have not heard you once mention the word phthalate. This was the, that was the first phthalate mention. Do you, I could pull up decks right now full of the word phthalates. Oh, but you couldn't show them to me. Nope. NDAs. NDA. What a fucking cop out. You don't know anything about phthalates. Phthalates. That's what I just said. The PH are silent. You keep you're putting an F in there. What? I said phthalates. Phthalates. Phthalates? <laughs> this is like a Monty Python. You can't see each other's mouths. <laughs> can't see anything. Phthalates. Phthalates. Oh, no. What is God. the difference between what I'm saying and what you're saying? I, phthalates. There's no F. Phthalates. T-H. Phthalates? There you go. That's what I've been saying the whole time. No, there's been an F in there, I feel you like can't it. prove it. Josh, you know what they are? They're plasticizer chemicals used to make plastic softer and more flexible. Often they make their way into our food lotions and makeup when they're released from plastic manufacturing parts. <sighs> Do you know, I mean, they're finding... Uh, you. I'm sure you read that article like about how they found plastic particles in a placenta recently. Oh, plasticized nanoparticles. It's all... Up in your biz. We are turning slowly into robots. Plasticized robots. Plasticized robots. But don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Absolutely. Embrace it. I mean, every time I'm doing this endless freaking batches of laundry, I'm... Fapping away. I'm not fapping away. I'm dumping microplastics into the water system. Oh, yeah. You know? Of course you are. Because a lot of... I hate to say it, but some of the clothes that I wear... Poly blend, Mark. I mean, I don't know what else to do. What I don't do is throw much stuff out. I don't buy Old Navy crap because I don't want it deteriorating Josh, in 10 minutes. Josh, this is the I modern condition. You, you understand that you, the way you're behaving with your lifestyle causes problem X, but then you want to fix it, and it just causes problem Y. It's just problems. Mo, uh, yeah. Mo phthalates, more problems. Falling sperm counts threaten human survival. Epidemiologist Shanna Swan says low counts and changes to sexual development could endanger human species. It's an over-reliance on fapping. God. The current state of reproductive affairs can't continue much longer without threatening human survival. Corollary. World survives as man declines. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, they're, they're spinning this as like a, a bad thing. Right. <laughs> to me, it's like, oh, that's good news. No big deal. Fewer idiots. Maybe our kids will be mad. I don't know. Huh? Maybe they'll be if, mad? If they want to have kids. Sperm counts in the West had plummeted by 59% between 1973, the year I was born, and 2011. Are you saying you're the causation here? The uh, 2011, is that? That's one year after? I finished reproducing. Thank you for putting it that way. And I, I thought, Is this the I thought you weren't finished reproducing. I thought that was the whole lesson well, that we learned now. in segment two yeah, of episode 164. It's called a sabbatical. <laughs> Jeez. Here we go. Modern life is starting for sperm counts. Uh, chemical exposures. Yeah. Uh, a five... Po- uh, Boxer shorts. <laughs> or no, is it boxer briefs? I think it's boxer briefs, right? Like when the nuts are too close to the body, 
the batter gets too warm, or is it the other thing where they hang too? No, because in nature they no, would hang. The low. tidy whities are the ones you have to avoid. Well, a boxer brief also hugs up. But that's nuts. in. But that's yeah, full boxer. So you got to make a choice. Full. Do you want long, productive balls, or do you want high and tight, uh, half cocked balls? <sighs> I'm gonna go with high and tight because I'm done. Was this this? Was this this? Oh, yeah, just you just want the appearance of <laughs> no. I don't want my balls banging against my thighs right when, when I'm fapping. Is this the story that talks about uh, laptops on your lap at night? I don't know. That's I think this question. might have been the one. Anyway, there was some story that said that I was like, oh, you can't. One of the reasons male sperm counts are low is because people are doing this. What I'm doing right now. I don't just do that. cooking them all day. But I said, you know what? I'm like, ooh, I better stop doing that. And then I said, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook those balls. <laughs> I want them cooked. I don't need them to be doing. Well, I mean, there could be another byproduct of, like, radiation. You don't want that on your nuts. Yeah, I guess not. You don't, don't want know. nut cancer. No. I think I'm pat. Oh, boy. That's usually a young man's game. What, ball cancer? Yeah, you get that early. Ugh. I actually knew a guy when back when I was in the valet game. There was a guy who he was trying to. He, I was being poached. I was such a talented valet. Jesus. This guy Bob was trying to poach me because he was starting his own valet company. <laughs> Bob had one nut. It was one of that the, is a movie. It was one of the first things he told me about himself. It's like hey, one I'm nut. Still, Bob's I'm new valet company. A valet company. And yeah, dude, I only have one nut. That is. A I movie. had nut cancer. I lost it. I mean, yeah. he was probably in his. 30s when he was telling me this. Yeah, I think and it was old news. The scar had healed. Well, I hope. I'm saying it wasn't like a fresh. Yeah. He hadn't just lost a nut. Uh, it's very common in He'd been living nut, early nut. 20s, I think. Not common. It is the prevalence of it is often in young men. You got a you got a deck on that one too there, Mark? Oh, I got a deck on everything. <laughs> I'll bet you do. That's what the, that laptop is just clogged with insightful it's just decks. Cooking, cooking and thinking josh yeah final oh, wait sorry one more thing final story of the week but let's layer on top of those two stories Uh-oh. a headline i didn't open earlier today because it was news plus and i'm not going to pay to read about it but the covid baby bust has arrived too the baby bust well it's the opposite of a baby boom so what do you think really? that means yeah there's a baby shortage aren't people so people aren't at home just bumping it well, people who had someone to bump are, but, you know, people uh, people who are looking for someone to bump interesting, have had nary an opportunity. Those people are fapping up a storm. Well, that's good news for the world. If we could slow I down. I agree. I think it kind of is. I mean, it's sad news for people who have, you know. That is the dark subtext of this whole pandemic. Is that it's ultimately. You're just shit. It's this, it's this sort of a. Uh, probably a Trump vibe, but like the theory that you're just carving off 10, 20%, the weak, the weak piece of the population that couldn't figure out how to avoid this. Oof, geez, Thanos. Pretty dark. Yeah. I'm not saying I subscribe to that thinking. You, well, why were you smiling like that? As you I have it? a mask on. I wasn't smiling. Oh, I could sense it. I think we need to lift all boats. What does that mean in this context? <laughs> that means we all need to, sur- need to survive if any of us are going to survive. Agreed. But it'll be easier if there's fewer. We will not have our own resilient immune systems until the planet has its own resilient immune system. Here, here. And the plants that grow on it and feed us have their own resilient immune systems. To the paw. To the paw. Final story of the week. Episode 164, Goldmine Mess. Dribble off that Bobby Brooks slacks. Goldmine Mess. That was the name of your story. Goldmine mess. This is not your goldmine. This is our mess. Dogs know where their paws end and the world begins. This is news? Oh, Josh. Did you just hear what I said? But I just watched my dog paw at you. He was was clearly delineating the difference between his paw and your pectoral. Josh. Mark. This is from dogs may have self-awareness just like humans. Doi. Dogs know where their paws end and the world begins, a new study shows, adding our furry companions to a group of animals that, like humans, recognize themselves as distinct entities from their environment. 
It's called body awareness. It's a basic manifestation of self-representation, also known as self-awareness. It's another word for fapping. No. Body awareness. Humans develop body awareness very early in life. Five-month-old babies. It's a prefap phenomenon. This ability then develops into more complex forms of distinguishing oneself from those around them. You don't see where this is headed, do you? Great apes, elephants, dolphins, corvid birds. God, that's so close to covid birds. Are those the birds that like the African parrot that can do math problems and whatnot? Crows. Corvid birds. Oh, yeah. Crows are really smart. Crows, ravens, rooks, jackdaws, jays, magpies, tree pies, choffs, and nutcrackers. Choffs! What the hell's a choff? I don't know. I thought you were a bird guy. Uh, Dogs are intelligent, large-bodied, fast-moving creatures that move in a complex environment. Therefore, body awareness would be theoretically important for them. They tested them. Look at them. They're sitting on these mats doing some sort of test. Hey, they're doing yoga. When I see this story, I think you go, obviously. We know dogs are self-aware. Yeah. I, it's just a few clicks down the evolutionary ladder. They're all, they're further up than you thought. They're just too nice to take over, I think. Or they got too good a thing going. Like, why would you rock this boat? We pick up their crap for them. We feed them. They don't we, really, give, we give them CBD not sure they, they care about gummies? us picking up their crap for them. I mean, that's got to... Isn't, isn't that a Seinfeld thing? He's like, man, if aliens came down, they'd say, who rules this planet? They'd think it's the dogs. We're bending down after them, picking up their excrement. That's probably how he would do it, too. I think that's pretty close. He wouldn't say shit. He would say excrement. Yeah, poop. He wouldn't say poop, either. No, he's too dignified. Feces. Although he's saltier in his old age, now he'd probably say crap. Oh, he might say crap. He might even say shit. No. But then retreat. <laughs> yeah, but then immediately edit that out. Could you please uh, edit that out? I could do a pretty good Seinfeld, I think. It's a yeah, little bit we're... better than my Jeff Bridges. But uh, I just had to look at him and he would do it. What an episode. I think it might be Sean best Connery? ever. It's been a long time since we oh, heard yeah, the Sean end, Connery. Let's end with a Sean Connery. It tells me <laughs> that goose-stepping morons like yourselves should try reading books instead of burning them. Name the movie, Mark. Uh, Basketball Diaries. Basketball Diaries. No, Finding Forrest Whitaker. No, that's you're the man now, dog. That's what? Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester, not Forrester. Whitaker. Now, Finding Forrest Whitaker. No, that is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Really? The not here. Let's we can act out the scene. You say with the highly racist young Asian boy. No, that's Temple of Doom. Not uh, the boy is racist. The representation the, of the character. That's Temple of Doom. Here, let's act out the scene. I need you to say in a in a villainous German accent. What does this book tell you that it does not tell us? Okay, do I start? You start and scene. What does this book tell you that it does not tell us? A little more urgency. You're like you. You've been interrogating me, and I'm I'm, I'm okay. stonewalling you. You're angry. Okay. Go. What does this book tell you that it does not tell us? It tells me that goose-stepping morons like yourselves should try reading books instead of burning them. That's a pretty good scene. And then, I mean, uh, not ten minutes later in the movie, you see. Uh, um, a Nazi rally where they're throwing books into a bonfire and Harrison Ford's character has his the book in question is his dad's diary detailing the location of the Holy Grail he's carrying it he bumps into Adolf Hitler who who assumes that uh, Harrison Ford is in disguise as a Nazi soldier he assumes he just wants an autograph so Adolf Hitler signs the diary I mean, where do you go from there, Mark? You go right into the fap room. Oh, balls.